The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open's podcast, The Masters Class. That drops each and every week with our Masters of the Ring, Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry, Bully Ray. Gentlemen, good morning to you all. Hello. Hello there, David. Oh, I'm excited. Now, last week on The Masters Class, we did characters changes that went wrong this week you know what we're doing bully what are we doing dave we're doing character changes done right that's what we're gonna do oh, oh, okay, see how, okay. see how, you see what i'm doing a little positive spin here we go that's right so each one of our hosts will choose a character whose changes to the character were for the better than their old characters. So let's get right into it. And Bully, I think you have a Hall of Fame example of characters done right. My my uh, character done right change is very, very obvious. I think it's the most obvious one out there. So raise your hand if you were a fan of the Ringmaster. <laughs> Crickets. Crickets. For, let it be stated for the record that nobody raised their hand the ringmaster uh and for those of you who are listening right now who don't know who the ringmaster was the ringmaster was steve austin now known as stone cold steve austin probably one of the top three most famous pro wrestlers to ever walk the planet um guy comes in black trunks black boots um and told and given a manager who is his original manager guys it was DiBiase right Ted mm-hmm. DiBiase DiBiase the manager and basically if I have my story straight Vince McMahon says don't ever let that guy Steve Austin talk lo and behold Steve Austin would become one of the most believable talkers in the history of our business one of the most beloved what? characters damn what damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um yeah and uh i mean the rest is history my, my choice is very simple uh, the ringmaster was not going to work it was never going to work and you know kudos to steve for constantly g- grinding it out and trying to you know do something different and do something new you know shaving his head and then obviously the story as we all know with his wife 
uh, at the time, serving him a cup of tea. And Steve was going over in his mind what he wanted to do. And she said, you better drink your tea before it becomes stone cold. And stone cold Steve Austin was born. So like I said, pretty obvious choice, the ringmaster to stone cold Steve Austin. I would bet a dollar, probably the biggest change in character um, maybe not the biggest change in character, but the most successful change in character that I think I've ever seen. Bully, I, I, I really do think that if they would have gave Frosty McFreeze a chance, <laughs> it, it may have gotten over. Frosty McFreeze. Good old Frosty. Awesome. Awesome. What do you guys got? Oh, Tommy, boy. Mark, who's going Tommy, next? what do you got, Tommy? What do you got? Well, I had to... Uh, well... Think about this for a little bit. And the first I was going to go with Big Bubba Rogers to the Big Boss Man, but I kind of said they were kind of the same. But Big Boss Man really, really was so much different. Then I was going to go the bodyguard for HBK, um, which was Diesel. And then he became Diesel Kevin Nash. But then I thought about, and I think this would shock you, young David, but it's something that we're currently watching. And it's also within a new company and that company would be AEW. And this wrestler is perhaps the hottest wrestler in wrestling today. And that's Wardlow. And we all go back and think about the past, but I think if we acknowledge what the great body of work, this young man's already doing from how he first came in, he was a bodyguard. He was nothing. I think in the first two years, he probably had two to three matches on television. And yes, he had a great first ever wrestling match and showed that he, but he caught on fire, man. And we are talking about, like I said, the hottest pro wrestler right now. And that's Wardlow and Wardlow's career of just the silent, strong brooding type normally was for the guy who wasn't the best wrestler. And was just the big guy in the corner for the guy who could work, uh, the protector, the mouthpiece. That was his job. And he did that job great. But now he has a brand new character. And he's Goldberg-esque in his greatness. And I think we're just seeing the greatness of Wardlow. But kind of wanted to think outside the box for this one. And like, because again, we all think about the past, but what about the future? And I think the future is bright for Wardlow. Okay. And yeah, I think the future is bright, but he's been around for a cup of coffee. Great. But that, cup I mean, of if you're going to go with a bodyguard guy who switch, I mean, wouldn't Kevin Nash be like the, like, that's like something that's a definitive change, something. Yeah. Well, they're I mean, the I, same guy with just without the time. It just, yep. I don't see the difference in Wardlow, like from, okay, he stood behind MJF and now he's not standing behind MJF. I mean, I don't really see a character change in him. Uh, I do because he's not, he's cutting promos. He literally was background fodder and was there because he wasn't the main guy. And now he's the main guy. I see and, an, evo I see an evolution well, of I Wardlow. I just character. don't see a character change, but okay, that's cool. All right, well, I, I kind of like the back and forth. And for me, to, to me, when, when Paul first brought up, Paul, our producer, first brought up the topic for today's master's class, you know, right away I thought about the three hosts that are here on the show with me because all three of you had major, in my opinion, 
character changes. And first and foremost, I'll go with Bully. You know, Bully Ray. You know, from Bubba Ray Dudley to Bully Ray, going to Impact Wrestling and having a complete change of character. The character Bully Ray, uh, that he went from being a part of a hugely successful tag team to becoming a world champion uh, with TNA. And, and, and not only that, but not just a change of character, change of body. Like everything completely changed. Attitude, body type, uh, goals. Everything when you look at the character of Bully Ray. Though I think the foundation might have been the same, but I think everything else completely changed and then became a world champion, singles, solo, in a completely different company. So, Bully, what do you think about my choice of Bubba Ray Dudley to Bully Ray? Well, if you just look at the characters, Bubba Ray Dudley was a a, a stuttering, dancing, goofy fool, you know, who couldn't even spit out his own name. And then the evolution, you know, obviously into Bully Ray, who became, you know, a, a world champion. Um, it, it was a, it definitely a huge character change for me. But Bully Ray really, at the end of the day, was just the essence of what Bubba Ray Dudley was through my evolution in ECW. Yes. Eventually, we got away from the stuttering and the dancing and the goofy shit. And then obviously the Dudleys became these heat-seeking missiles who would incite riots every night, which is exactly what I tried to do with Bully Ray in, you know, in a in a in a little bit more of a, a tame manner because you weren't able to pull off in TNA what we were in ECW, and and th- that'll never happen again. But um, yeah, uh, it was definitely um, a, a character change for me. I, I think also there could be an argument made for Mark and a character well, yeah. change. Well, yeah, and, and, and that's why I'm saying all three of you, because we'll get to Mark in just a second, because that's what I meant, all three of our hosts. Tommy's another one. Now, maybe Tommy doesn't realize this, or maybe he does, but a lot of people might have felt it odd that Tommy Dreamer early on in ECW was getting booed. Well, for me, it was easy, because I was one of those people that would boo Tommy Dreamer, because I, I hate to use the term, but it's kind of true. He's like the pretty boy. He's the guy in high school that would get all the girls. You know, he was the one that had the, the the nice car, the nice clothes. And that was Tommy Dreamer trying to get everyone to cheer him. But it was impossible to cheer Tommy Dreamer until the feud and the match with Sandman. And that really, that Singapore Kane match. And that, to me, completely changed Tommy Dreamer. And really, that moment is still the Tommy Dreamer that we love today. Tommy, what do you think about my pick of Tommy Dreamer? Agreed. I was your, I thought I had to be this prototypical 90s, good-looking baby face and uh, wasn't getting over in Philadelphia because they weren't accepting it. And then thankfully, Taz told Paul that I was tough. And then thankfully, real-world stuff happened. And then unthankfully, I had to get caned. But as much as I still have those scars on my body, it helped, uh, you know, I'm still wrestling and still made my career of being tough and hardcore and willing to represent a brand and do whatever it took uh, for that. So thank you. Yeah. And Mark, f- for you, obviously, we talk a lot about it here on Busted Open. And I think we've talked about it on several occasions on the master's class. But your character change to the to the Hall of Pain. Like, for me, I was frustrated as a fan of Mark Henry saying, my God, 
I kept saying it and almost nauseating to like, man, if Mark Henry was in any other era of pro wrestling, he would not be starting waves in the ring and hugging kids. And that, that would not be happening. Ladies. Yeah. He would be kicking everybody's ass and then boom, it actually happened. The moment that we thought you were going to retire started the hall of pain character. And I think it was definitely the best part of, for me as a fan of your career and definitely got from hall of pain to hall of fame. What do you think about my choice of Mark Henry? I think it's, it's, it's great, Dave, in the sense that I, I, I ever evolved from uh, Mr. Mr. America, uh, America's sweetheart Olympian to um, being a, a, a militant to being a self-proclaimed lover boy uh, who loved old ladies and and got distracted by women in the crowd and uh, had no intentions on winning, but losing and getting the girl um, to becoming the world's strongest man again, legitimately. And then the hall of pain. So it was like, it was like five changes. So um, I was able to make money doing all of them. But like you said, it, it evolved, evolved to the point to where the thing that was a no-brainer actually took precedence, and that became what made me the most money and the most notoriety. Makes sense. So for Mark, what's your pick for character change for the better? Well, I, I, I was actually in the car with the guy for over a decade, and um, that would be Rocky Maivia. And Rocky Maivia was what, the WWE wanted or WWF at the time uh, comes from the lineage of high chief P Peter Maivia and the son of Rocky Johnson. And let's put them both together and have him dance around like his dad, but carry the Samoan lineage with how he dresses and, uh, you know, we want him to have uh, flowing locks and all of this stuff. So Dwayne was like, I don't want to have hair down my back, my neck. I hate that. And yeah, I mean, he just whined unmercifully till finally they said, OK, just leave it long in the front <laughs> and cut it off your neck. He hated it. He was like, look, I, I, everybody knows that I'm, I'm, I'm part Samoan. They, they, they know that I'm part black. He's like, why do I have to represent either one? Like, I'm, I'm a man at the end of the day, right? And that's not the way this world is. Like, we're a very visual, visual country and a, a very visual world. You People want to identify. Well, yeah, you're a man. Yeah, you're an American. But this is how they perceived you. He fought that tooth and nail. And... It got to the point to where he was like, man, I wish I could get to the quarterback because I would go back and play football. He hated it. He, he wanted to quit. And it got to the point to where he finally uh, said, hey, let me try some stuff. And when he started trying it, he started trying it in the car. 
And he was like, um, hey, Mark, what would you say your last name was again? I was like, fool, you know my last name is here. It doesn't matter what your name. Like, he started trying that shit in the car. He would do it in the locker room. He would do it in catering. Like, people was like, hey, turn it off. Like, turn it off before you get punched in the mouth. And, but that was his dress rehearsal. I've, I've, I've never met another wrestler in the business, even to this day, that studied more than he did. The closest I've seen is Cody Rhodes. They watch wrestling all day long. They're always writing something down. I'm going to try this later. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. And then finally, um, he, he met his writer. And Brian was able to be his voice in the meetings. He would be like, Brian, just tell him, like, I want to do this and this. And Michael Cole could say this. And then I could say that. And then, like... And so he became his personal writer. And he's, 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 that's probably never been done since. Nobody has a personal writer. And that's his personal writer to this day. He took him with him. Still works for him. Yeah, it's seven bucks. To Hollywood. Right? He goes through all his lines, all his verbiage and everything and represents it and says, no, let's do it like this. And let's... That is something that's I feel like needed in the wrestling business. You need advocates like Paul Heyman is the only other advocate that I can think of. Do y'all think of anybody else? I, I don't know of anybody in the business who has, has ever been linked together creatively with a talent like Brian Gewertz and Rocky. No, I, Tommy, I can't you? think of it. Paul Heyman is the only other guy. Well, we all had the luxury of working side by side with Paul. I mean, me, Tommy, and Taz probably more than anybody that that ever stepped in through the doors of ECW. I mean, maybe Rob Van Dam, but I don't think anybody else got to work as closely with him. So, yeah, for us, it would be Paul. But Dwayne was able to establish you can do it a different way. And he did. And all the things that were inherently him, the asshole, the over talkative, the hey, girl, how you doing? Did, did you wash those hands? The cheesy lines, the, all of the shit, it worked. It's what the world likes. So we got MJF now. You got Seth Rollins. Those are the two closest to being that crazy asshole that gets over. And eventually the world learned to love him. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how. But you're right, Mark. It's not just the, the world of pro wrestling. The world has fallen. The world. I, I, I don't know if there's any other pro wrestling personality that you can say that about like you know hogan got to that point because of wrestling but the rock even past pro wrestling the world has fallen in love with him yeah and i i would i would say he's the greatest success story 
in the history of pro wrestling because of where he came from. Because, you know, he, he was not favored in football. And he was in the locker room. He was not favored in wrestling. People, people said that he was a, uh, he was Rocky light. And I heard that from somebody that was a high up. And I was like, damn, he not going to make it. And then when he changed and started doing it his way, look at him now. The match that he had with Stone Cold Steve Austin you know, when we were talking about matches that Gabby should watch, Austin Rock, <laughs> masterful. And that's what happens when you have characters that are so over. Uh, I was watching, I was watching uh, that two-minute clip of Rock Hogan from WrestleMania 18 the other day where uh, Hogan kicks out of rock bottom and then Rocky kicks out of the leg drop. I mean, they're legitimately doing absolutely nothing, nothing. And the crowd is just, I mean, we all know that's why I consider it the greatest match in WrestleMania history. If you don't believe me, don't watch it. Listen to it. Yeah. Close your eyes. There was another case of rock and Hogan where they did absolutely nothing. They stood in the ring and looked at each other, stared less than 10 feet apart, maybe eight feet apart in the crowd for like 10 minutes. So they didn't do any super kicks? Not one. How about a moonsault? Nope. Canadian destroyer? Nope. Diamond cutter? Nope. 450 moonsault with an acai twist? Uh-uh. Wow, you mean they just stood there? They didn't do a they didn't do a lockup. They didn't do a hold. You're full of shit. They didn't arm drag. They didn't shoot somebody off and give them a tackle. They did zero. You mean they just stood there and looked at each other and the they people went crazy? They just stood there and all you could hear was I have to correct you. It's shoot somebody off and then run past them and then hit them. Pass by. There you go. The confuser. The confuser. I hit you with the confuser. Worst move ever. But think about two of the the people that we talked about so far in the Masters class. Bull, you brought up Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, you know, he had a character like the Ringmaster that wasn't going anywhere. Vince McMahon, as you said, actually said, don't give this guy a mic. Can't talk. And he turned out to be one of the greatest promos of all time. And then, Mark, you saying about the rock where he was at the point where he didn't even want to be in the business anymore because, because of how bad the character that he had as uh, Rocky Maivia wasn't, wasn't going over and the crowd wasn't reacting. As a matter of fact, it was reacting. Rocky sucks was a reality. Yeah. And die Rocky die. We all did a, uh, all the guys in the nation. We did a, a uh, table for three, but it ended up being a table for four. And that Rocky die, Rocky die, Rocky sucks was because people thought that his work sucked, that he threw a, a shitty punch that was really like a slap. And then he ended up, when he became the rock, he stopped trying to throw a punch and started going, 
spitting in his hand and slapping people. Same effect, different change. He changed it. And the, the common denominator with all of this stuff is everything that the companies pushed on somebody did not work. They had to take what they felt like they were and make it something. Tommy made Tommy different. Bully made Billy different. No fucking writer did that. No writer could, could write the shit that I used to say. When I said that I would split your head to the white meat, there is no little college-educated Ivy League punk that's going to say that. They're not going to have this. I'm emotional. I can't help it. It's the way my mama raised me. Mark, don't do that. Okay. McGilla Gorilla. And then I smashed the kid. I tried not to, but once I become emotional, I'm out of control. You know, it's uh Vince was one of the people that was able to put it on me to control it. Mark, you can control it. No, I can't. Yes, you can. And I had to learn to control it because I thought I was going to hurt somebody. We have to find what's in us and change it ourselves. You can tell me to be water all you want to, but if I feel like I'm coffee, I'm coffee. It's the same thing. They're made of the same thing. Bruce Lee it's said, just the, be it's just water, the my additive. Friend. Be water. Be water, my friend. Water in a cup becomes the cup. Water in a vase becomes the vase. Flow like water. Be water, my friend. I was going to say, I'm happy that there's been a lot of men and women, and I don't know if it happens now, that it's different eyes and that you're able to do that. Because like you said, we all come from a business where they wanted us to quit. It was their job to kick people out. And thankfully, Rock did. And uh, just watching the A&E biography of The Undertaker and... When Ole Anderson, his boss, he goes for a raise and tells him, you're never going to make any money in this business. And it's like, he says this to The Undertaker, who back then I thought was great. And then Paul Heyman again goes and says it on television. While I'm under contract with WCW, I arrange for a meeting with Bruce Prichard and WWE. And... Thankfully, he saw that this guy was this. And then when Vince didn't see it, but then Vince got it. And then the whole how The Undertaker evolved. But thankfully that he was given that opportunity. That's when the business was different. But I hope for people that are listening, you sometimes need different eyes on different people to make it work. And at times being yourself, we had a whole discussion about Eddie Kingston. Struggled to make it. But now what is everybody loving? It's the Eddie Kingston we all knew. Yeah. So it's what cool. a hell of a fucking show, guys. I yeah. didn't give up. This is good. This is... I love this. Well, good job, Bully, Tommy, and Mark for today's show. Thank you to the nation for listening. Please, as always, I say it, subscribe to the Busted Open Podcast. It's the only way you can get the Masters Class, exclusive content that you can't get anywhere else. Please tell your friends, subscribe, rate, and comment. We want to hear from you. And you know what? 
Listen to our daily show for three hours, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. For myself, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next week on Busted Opens, the Masters Class. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. The executive producer is Paul Earl. The digital producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andre Viola is the associate producer. Marissa Rivas is the director of sports podcast. Special thanks to senior vice president of sports and podcast, the legendary Steve Cohen. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.